Inclined. I am Danny Stewart, editor-in-chief of ComicallyInclined.com and your host for this podcast. And I am Blake Hickman, the digital media director. And Blake, we have a very, very special guest on the show today. The man, the myth, the legend, the sexy mountain man himself, yes. Taylor Burton. What up, Tizzle Bizzle? Howdy, guys. Thanks for having me. We are so happy Great to, to have, have you. you. I'm yes. happy to be here. This is like Prilac, the highlight of uh, the show all podcast yeah, for all really. time ever. That's that's a big statement. No pressure, yeah. by the way. I'm, uh, no I'm pressure. It's fine. I'm sharing the uh, post or the the show right this second, so you know, talk amongst yourselves. I'm feeling verklempt. So how's your week been? Oh, it's Wednesday, and it feels like it's been about seven days so far. <laughs> <laughs> Man, seriously, this has been like the longest week ever. I feel like every day's been the Mondayest of Mondays, three days in a row. Yeah, oh, Mondayest of Mondays. Yeah, I can I can agree with that sentiment. Oh, show. Deontay's in the comments. Yeah, What's and our up? human uh, Saturday Night Nerds, Deontay J. Lifter. Blake, I believe you're going to be on their show this Saturday, are you not? Yeah, this Saturday. We went and watched nice. uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Uh, we're going to review that. Uh, what else? Oh, Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, i got to make sure I get caught up uh, before we have that Saturday. But Saturday at 6.30, Saturday yeah. Nerds. Uh, yes. Tune in and catch us doing a recapping over those two things. And then there's going to be quite a bit of other stuff to talking about, but I know that's the two main titles that's going to be discussed please make sure you are all caught up in time for saturday night nerds on mandalorian season three as opposed to you know today for our show that's literally <laughs> what i did yeah that's what i just said <laughs> i gotta get make sure i get caught up so yeah i'm only uh, one episode behind so yeah and uh um uh, our human relations specialist and fact checker extraordinaire ben stewart should be in the comments any moment now uh and when he does just say <laughs> hi to the nice guy uh He'll be Where around he? eventually. Heckler's yeah, he said he'd be on today, but you never know. Hmm. You never know with that kid. On top of uh, reviewing or talking about uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods today, we are also doing top five fantasy foods, uh, the list that Billy did last week. Uh, so hopefully Billy has another list or, uh, you know, if he joins us, he uh, comes up with five more things he likes um but uh so we'll be doing that list this week feel free to join us in top five but before we get to all of that blake would you like to give us let's some news? fire up the rumor mill so right off the bat we actually got a pretty long rumor mill this week uh got some good stuff we weren't Kind of scrapping, scraping the bottom of the barrel like we have a couple weeks ago, where it's just like nothing out there because of these movies coming out, I believe. But now we got some movie releases out. Uh, people's talked about them. We get, get a lot more rumors and uh, leads coming in. So uh, the new PS5 Spider-Man 2. We loved Spider-Man 1 game. It was great. Uh, Miles yeah. Morales. I mean, all of it was great. Uh, well, Spider-Man 2 is teasing multiverse connections. They're giving a, giving a description now saying that he will be actually fighting foes throughout the multiverse and making allies. So that, that's pretty exciting and kind of curious to see, you know, if there's actually going to be some kind of slight tie-in with Into the Spider-Verse uh, cartoon in, in the game. Are we going to see a little, you know, crossover there, uh, a little fan service, or, or you know, how in-depth they're going to go with this. So, so uh, PlayStation actually dropped an image of uh, the... Uh, PS5 Spider-Man fighting a medieval vulture, and he's got like wooden shingle wings and all sorts of crazy shit. That makes sense. It, it looked um, really cool. I'm hoping for a DLC for 
Morbius, and they just call it Spider-Man 2 DLC. It's Morbin time, but <laughs> I guess we'll find out when we get there. Oh, it's it, you think more? It's Morbin time will just remain a, a fan joke for the rest of all time ever. God, I hope so. <laughs> like every well, time they re-release time. a subpar film, then we'll just call it Morbin time. Speaking of that, real quick, little side note. Uh, so Netflix is getting ready to release the uh, the Power Rangers. Uh, what is it? Once and for all, or it's or their thirtieth anniversary special. Okay. Yeah, yeah, nice. but it, it's it's literally Catherine Sutherland and some of the other older characters coming back. And yeah, yeah, I seen the preview for it yesterday on Facebook. So. Yeah, Walter Jones, the original Black Ranger. Uh, Billy, the I forget his name. That 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 actor is back. Um, he's playing. He's portraying Billy again. Uh, yeah, Catherine Sutherland is reprising her role as Cat, and I believe Nakia Baris is on there as well. Nice. Um, reprising her role as uh, the Yellow Ranger, uh, Aisha, I think. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Nice. Uh, see, we have Captain America four. They're uh, filming that now as we speak, and we actually got a photo release the other day. Kind of surfaced up, and it shows Sam, uh, not not in gear, nothing like that, but standing in front of a Smith Diner uh, in West Virginia. Apparently, Smith Diner's been in the Marvel comics. Has been a uh, a staple. Uh, location and a couple of uh, different versions of Marvel comics. Yeah. But uh, not really sure what's taking place in West Virginia because, as we all know, that's not where you know he's from. It's also not a, I don't know, there's no telling. But some, some part of the story is going to take place in West Virginia. So Ben has finally showed up in the chat. Yo, yo, Ben, say hi to the people. Um, so you have to remember that um, Langley is in Virginia. So sure. Sure. Um, anytime Captain America is dealing with uh, the government, he's going to end up dealing with the military bases in Langley, which is the head of military in the United IA's States. there, too. Yeah, so. Howdy, yeah. Ben. Maybe it'll be part of the uh, the power broker storyline with Sharon Carter, and some part of that will actually make fucking sense. Yes, it's possible. <laughs> ben, I was texting Burton, and he didn't tell me. <laughs> I texted him at, like, 720. I was like, where's the stream? That's <laughs> 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 him. Uh, see, Marvel Comics finally lists Loki for the first time as an Avenger. Uh, uh, Avengers Forever, number 15 issue. Uh, he is actually the mysterious Avenger Prime who is assembling teams of uh, Avenger characters across the multiverse. Uh, that, that just got released, and so first time ever they are actually considering Loki an Avenger. How interesting that Loki's arc has come full circle from being the villain that formed the Avengers to being an Avenger himself. Mm-hmm. And apparently, I haven't read the series. I don't know if you have Danny or not. Avengers Forever, but uh, I don't read Avengers comics typically, so probably not. But there's there's a mysterious Prime Avenger that was like assembling these, and nobody knew who it was. And apparently, this this was the big reveal was it was Loki. That's Loki. Nice. It'd be interesting to see if it's the main MC, the main six one six Loki, hmm. or if it's a different version of him, like when Kid Loki was a good guy before Loki took him back over, or something along those lines, where it's not necessarily. Your your regular evil Loki, right? Also, uh, you, something you have anything to say to that before Blake rolls over you? <laughs> no, I'm I'm just assuming like if you fall for thirty minutes, you, that's got to be on your resume to be an Avenger. But I don't know. Maybe it's neither it's, here nor there. It it didn't take Hawkeye thirty minutes to fall backwards and fire an arrow, but it sure looked like it did. Definitely. May I continue? Yeah, Blake, you got any? You got another? 
No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't want to roll over nobody. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> go ahead. No, I'm, I'm pissed around. Uh, X Men ninety. I got super excited. I, I, X Men ninety seven is the next rumor. Anything to do with X Men ninety seven, I get super pumped up about. And that's a badass shirt. I, I love that shirt. For the Wolf Father. <laughs> uh, so X Men ninety seven has confirmed uh, the main antagonist to be uh, Mister Sinister. So that that is going to be the main antagonist. Nice. We're going to get him back. So. Dude, awesome. Sinister, Sinister needs more love in the Marvel universe. I can't wait till they bring him to live action. He's oh, such man. a great villain. Seriously, also just just to see, I don't know. I can't wait to sit there and see that in live action too. That that character because he's such a just. I mean, he's an intimidating. I mean, badass character. So, although I will say that there is some comorbidity between um, Mister Sinister and the High Evolutionary. They have very similar intent. Um, whereas, uh, the high evolutionary is trying to take regular, uh, uh, life forms and make them better than, you know, the average thing. Uh, Mr. Sinister is trying to play with the mutation that created mutants in general and make it more powerful. And he's always like effing with it. He just is, uh, he has no moral compass at all. Right. Taylor, you anything you want to add to that? Nope, there's no line for him. If there's a line, he's already passed it. So yeah. Uh, let's see. Next on the list, we are getting photos now. As we talked about a little bit last week, uh, more photos are getting surface of the Born Again series, Daredevil, while that's in filming, and apparently we are going to get more flashbacks of the Kingpin as a kid in his origin story. So kind of curious, what? Well, I just we got. Kingpin as a child murdering his dad with a hammer. Like, why do we need more of that? Because that's we're, so we're going to base him just murdering his dad is why he, he was created to become the monster villain he is now. There's got to be so much more to that story. It's not just, oh, I was 10 and I put a hammer through his head or whatever he did. I can't remember now. I mean, there's got to be more. I mean, surely there's a reason they're going to give us the story because it's going to play an important part. So in the the Daredevil comics, whenever Frank Miller rewrote Daredevil's origin and kind of streamlined it, um, he told the story of Kingpin going from being a regular mob enforcer to being the Kingpin and like his trajectory in that. So I wonder if what we're getting with a young Wilson Fisk is just going to be a quick flash of him, maybe as he's getting older and we won't really spend a lot of time there because I think what we'll probably get is more of like a Tony Soprano type story of how he came from being just a young fat kid in the streets to um a kingpin in the An older fat adult ascots <laughs> kingpin in the ascot it doesn't work yeah i was trying <laughs> sorry guys no uh so also i know there's gonna be i didn't even write this down but there's also going to be uh flashbacks of matt murdoch in his childhood as well that those pictures have surfaced as well a young matt went to glasses after he was turned blind so yeah. i I wonder if they'll put the storyline in where he murders a hooker. Uh, you know, I mean, it's probably safe to say. I bet they don't, but that would be cool. I know. My guess is Disney's trying to be pretty progressive as always, and they want to show some nature versus nurture with Wilson Fisk. Was he born like that, or was he made? So yeah. we'll find out. Yeah. Well, it, again, and I'm going back to this Frank Miller storyline, but uh, Daredevil, in one of his first attempts to rescue somebody, um, ends up in a house of ill repute, and a, a hooker attacks him and is, like, clawing his back, and he, like, throws his arms back to get her off of him, and he launches her out of a window, and she dies. <laughs> well, she shouldn't have been standing there. I don't yeah. <laughs> Jeez. 
Uh, see, Secret Invasion. We don't have a release date. Uh, we were expecting when they first gave us a release date of May. Uh, and once again, just like some of the, the titles we talked about last week, they announced it's coming soon. So fans of obviously are speculating when it should be coming out. And people are thinking that it's only going to be like a month pushback, June. Uh, but if that's the case, you know, why aren't they saying June? Unless there's something still up in the air going on. So they're just changing it to coming soon to, you know, prevent them from making multiple changes and getting people up in arms about it. They're saving it for the Nerd King's birthday. Hmm. There's literally no other reason. Yeah. I can't think of a better reason. And they just want it to be a surprise. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got me. Oh, man. And uh, one thing I'm excited about, that uh, another Disney Plus series gets uh, another update. So we've talked about how we're getting a Vision Quest series on Disney Plus. Uh, and, you know, the rumor about that is this is where Vision's actually going to kind of jumpstart the Young Avengers. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to end up being, you know, kind of a guide for them and, and puts, them, puts them together and stuff. But uh, they have actually added two writers now to that series, and it is Megan McDonald. And Peter Cameron, both of them have worked with WandaVision and have wrote, done some writing on there. And Peter Cameron has also done producing on uh, Moon Knight. So two great series that uh, they've both been on. So I, I think it's in great hands, honestly. Burton, you, would you like to comment on that? Uh, on what Blake said or Ben's comment? Oh, <laughs> Blake said first and then on our fictional child, Bakugan Dragonoid. All I can think of is our fictional child, Bakugan Dragonoid. Yeah. <laughs> I've... That's, been thinking about it nonstop since that yeah since that night. sweet beautiful night we had watching monster trucks sitting so close together so close together hands clasped um staring into each other's eyes while hands flames splitting. spouted behind us i wish blake had been there too bad yeah what yeah. could have been that's a little too much man sweat shit being shared there for me so <laughs> i i know for a fact you're lying <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I guess since y'all have nothing to say about Vision Quest, I'll go into the next thing. Uh, I, Vision, I, Quest, Vision Quest. Um, I don't know, man. I just want to see them just, you know, get past this whole White Vision thing, get him returned to being Vision, and then bring him back into the MCU. I just, uh, I get it. This whole like ship of Theseus thing, and they're trying to be like all philosophical with the Vision character. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, man. Just I want to keep white vision. I think he looks badass with the eyes and, and everything. Like let, let him get his memories back and stuff like that or whatever. But like I want I, I like the white vision. I think it's I think it was cool. So. And I yeah. just I want Disney to utilize Paul Bettany before he gets too old to be doing this. So I mean he's mostly CGI, so they're kind of where they just put like a cape on his shoulders and CGI the rest of his body. So yeah. Um so, yeah, I don't know, dude. Uh, I don't think we'll keep it just the white vision. I think that because that was from the comics, they eventually he regained his. Do you think they'll um, go back to the original color? Or do you think they'll do their own little MCU take and color change on uh, I, the new? I think they will do a little color change. I don't think they'll ever go back to yeah. the original. I think that we're going to get a costume change. I think the thing that we have to remember with vision is that everything about vision is completely at his discretion. He can change himself sure. to look like anything he wants. So right. I think we'll get a new a new costume. Uh Along uh, along the lines of something that's a little closer to the comic book vision too, I think. Well, I think yeah, I I guess I I think it will be a slight color color difference from anything we've ever seen, even in the comics, because they gave us our fan service in Wandavision with the old classic one. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. they they did that uh, MCU when he got created and everything. So I don't know. I'm I'm here for it though. Maybe Vision Uh, turn himself into Beta Ray Bill. Hey, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe that'll be the ending of Vision Quest. He just take on the form of uh, a new life form. 
<laughs> I would. That would be a blue ball moment. I'm going to be honest. But... <laughs> How angry would you be? I would. It, it's. It, I don't know if it'd be so much anger as just like we were this close, this close. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'd be probably very close to the way I felt whenever they revealed Taskmaster. Yeah. One of, one of my favorite <laughs> characters, and just all wrong, just so wrong. Oh, uh, see, next thing on the list. Uh, so we all, you know, we got Blade teased at the end of Eternals when uh, Kit Harrington went to open up the, uh, uh, help me out here as a sword. What is Ebony it? Ebony Blade. Yeah, Ebony Blade. All right, so and the, the rumor was that he was actually in the script of the new Blade movie. But as we know, that production has been set back a little further. It's being rewritten. They're actually doing some recasts. But one of the things that has been cut out of it is the Black Knight. Black Knight is not going to be in the Blade series now. Hmm. It's probably got it, it, that sounds bad. It sounds really bad. Um, they said that they've made the script now, so they've cut things back. They've just rewrites. It's a leaner and meaner uh, blade movie than, than it originally was going to be. Well, they like, that he just did his part, just did not make the cut for the change that they're wanting to take the story. Well, they like fired an executive producer for Disney to uh, for uh, for the Marvel Studios like today because today. of yes, because of all the backlash for the direction that that phase four in the beginning of phase five is taken. This was a report. Like starting to fire people. Well, you got to listen to the fans at some point. Um, and, and so it's, it's not like wonder, it was a horrible direction. That, I actually heard, right. and I, I don't know if it's his daughter at throughout the whole movie. Cause you know, we're getting Blade's daughter in this film as well, but the 14 year old version, I don't know if that's going to be her age throughout the whole thing, but I even sit there and said that they recast the 14 year old daughter. Oh, and and um, yeah, the visual effects boss, which makes sense because the CGI has been shit for quite a bit of the what Disney or what Marvel's put out. Um, and uh, uh, Deontay Lifter, I actually believe I saw that on Saturday Night Nerds. Now that uh, he's he's giving us the information, I do believe I read that off of their page. Um, but yeah, they uh, they they got rid of their the head of visual effects for the Marvel for Marvel Studios. And Ben says Phase Four was almost all garbage. I know you feel that way, Ben. I don't agree, but I know you feel that way. Mm, I don't know. I, I I know I can't I can't agree to that. Uh, phase four has left me wanting more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it has left me wanting for sure. Yeah, a little Knight's Tale of Paul Bettany callback there. Yeah. But anyways, you have been weighed. You have been measured. You have been absolutely positively found wanting. <laughs> May God have mercy on your soul. If he should uh, choose to. That movie never did so. That was actually my first introduction to Paul Bettany. Was that movie right there? Yeah. A lot of people's, yeah. Uh I and I love that. I love that movie. It was a common thing in our household, especially as Ben was growing up, for us to watch it like over and over again. Me and my brother did. Like I think we have almost that whole movie memorized. I mean, what do you want? I mean, it's naked Paul Bettany. There's nothing <laughs> you can want. So. And that's around uh, the time he did Wimbledon, so he was in really good shape. Mm-hmm. Caught a lot. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and the soundtrack. We cannot skate past oh, that movie man. talking about the soundtrack. And, and not only the soundtrack, but then they want to actually have like the trumpet players and stuff. Like they're playing the instruments that way too, yeah. which is even better. Yeah. So over the top is great. <laughs> oh, man. For real. That was back uh, in the days of watching the uh, DVD commentary on everything. And that, so I know a whole bunch of information about that movie that I don't need. But that the, uh, the whole idea behind that was that whatever music they were playing, 
it was meant to represent that that was their equivalent to the music that we were hearing. Right. So like we're hearing it as like rock and roll, but it was actually them just playing their music, but in as an equivalent to what we would expect because of popularity, they played a bunch of older rock music that's not currently yeah. popular. So that was cool. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got uh so r- rumor Disney Plus special presentations. So so far Disney uh, Plus's special presentations have been hits. They've been great. We've got Werewolf by Night turned out great. I loved it. Uh, then we got the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, another yeah, great yeah. hit people love. Uh, so they're actually ready to roll out about six more uh, rumored titles that are like rumored, but like close to confirmation, but not really confirmed by Marvel yet. And those six are Century, Silver Surfer, Mephisto, Man Thing, Ghost Rider, and Nova. So, and, and actually, while they are doing, uh, supposedly, to help uh, keep the quality up, because, you know, that's the big thing. They're going to slow the rollout on Disney Plus and to keep these qualities of these uh, special presentations of Disney Plus series up is that they're actually going to try to film them the same time that they are filming other Marvel movies and actually saves them time and, and money also that way. So Century is actually supposedly rumored to be filming the same time the Thunderbolts are. Because oh. they, he's actually going to be in the Thunderbolts, so they're actually trying to film both of those at the same time and keep that high quality up in storytelling. It's it's an interesting idea that these characters that we've all been waiting for um, them to put into a cinematic feature and us to get to see them on the big screen are now going to go to the small screen instead. Because that no, list that you just I, read is all characters that right. I want to see in a movie. But we can get these origin stories out of the way on these special presentations, and then we see them on the big screen in four, five, six movies. But we get those origin stories, or we get these little important stories, or these uh, character you know evolutions uh, in these presentations. And I mean, we're still going to see them on the big cinema. I mean, especially all the names we just named off. We're going to have to, well, except for maybe Man Thing, they could throw him in Secret Wars or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I, I think I think this isn't a bad idea. Uh, I really don't. I, th- I think it would. It, it makes sense to me if they do it right. So. Blake, before she dips back out of the comments, B- Brittany, the rabbit squirrel herself in the comments. Uh, see you back, Brett. We missed you. No, I'm excited for Silver Surfer. That's actually one thing I enjoyed about the old Rise of the Silver Surfer. I thought they kind of did fairly well there. And yeah. Lawrence Fishburne was a pretty good voice cast. For oh, yes, he was. He's a great voice for any character. Let's Definitely. Be are yeah. you seeing any of the speaking of Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne? Are you seeing any of the like trailers and uh, teasers they're dropping for the new John Wick movie? <laughs> uh, I, haven't, I haven't watched any yet. I am so excited about this movie. Like I was oh, like, dude, I know <laughs> a, a fourth film. Like they're going to be dragging the bottom of the barrel to make this good. I don't think that's the case. I think this is going to be really fun. I'm really excited about this. I think it's the highest rated one on Rotten Tomatoes out of the four. So really from. It just oh, seems yeah. like they're actually going to tell the, the story or? that they've been kind of skirting around this whole time. Yeah, this is the fourth one. I haven't seen the third one still. So the third one's the third one's got some good moments. It's not my favorite of them all. I think my favorite is the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, the but. the third one opened up a lot of story. I feel, but yes, and it it really opened the world up. It gave you a bigger picture as to what their world was like. Hmm. Our moms in the chat, Burton. Blake, <laughs> I'm stealing your art. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see next on the list secret wars so, Hi, <laughs> you know how uh you know originally we were told we were getting infinity war 
part one and two. Uh, and they didn't want to, you know, tell us that it was the end game, and we ended up actually getting the end game in Infinity War. So there's actually been talks about how King Dynasty, Avengers, and Secret Wars aren't even going to be a comparison. And to do Secret Wars right and to actually escalate it way further than what Endgame ever was, they actually are talking about that it's going to have to be a part one and two Secret Wars. So we're talking about actually getting three Avenger films. Um. Yes, I, I, I feel I feel like it needs to do to be done right and to be have so much characters and such a big story and not to rush it. I mean, Endgame was great, but you know we still had a smaller group except for the end. You know, which with them coming out of the portals for the final battle, it just made sense. It was perfect pacing, timing, everything like that. The Secret Wars, we're getting a lot of main characters on that level and not just a whole bunch of soldiers or a whole bunch of, you know, whatever. So I, I think really to make this right. And, and I'm here for it. I mean, give us two, three hour movies for secret wars, part one and two. Like Absolutely. to me, that, that's one of my things. A good movie is never too long. Oh, I, absolutely not. Yep. <laughs> I can, I can agree with that. Um, I mean, there's a reason why the preferred version of Lord of the Rings is the extended edition, you know, right? Yeah. people aren't like, like I, don't don't give me the shorter version. I want the longer version. Yes, like I say, any movie that get enough of it. Oh yeah, any movie that hits that three hour mark, you can pretty much count on it being good. So, yep. uh, let's see, X Men ninety seven once again. So the first plot of the first episode of how they're going to kind of start out this series is you know it's, it's a few months after Xavier you know what went in space. I can't remember who he followed. with the Shi'ar. He yes, he was yes, taken yes, by yes, the Shi'ar Empress. He was shot by Henry. Something. Uh, uh, Guy Rich. Yep, Guy Rich. So, anyways, uh, it is actually the beginning plot's going to be revealed that it's uh, the X Men will be experiencing a wave of increased sympathy towards mutants and understanding. Uh, that, that's all we kind of got. Uh, I think one of the screenwriters is the one that released that, so that, that's actually a confirmation. It's not a rumor. Uh, so it, that, that's how we're going to start out X Men '97. Yes, Ben. Exactly. Just like Snyder, Snyder Cut. Sorry, as you were. Oh yeah, <laughs> Snyder Cut is better than the original uh, Joss Whedon Justice. Oh Joss. yeah, it's, it's, it's the better. Justice League. Yeah, yeah the not Joss that it was League. still a great film, but it was better than the first. Listen, Blake, we don't need that kind of negativity right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, considering you uh, like love Shazam: Fury of the Gods, just calm yourself down, brother. Just calm yeah. down. I'm not even gonna lie; I do love it. <laughs> like, okay, we'll come, back, we'll come back yeah, around yeah, on yeah. that. We'll talk about that later. Uh, so there is rumor that Ahsoka, when her season comes out, about mid-season after the fourth episode, we're actually getting getting a big time jump. So this season's not going to be just a you know here this this one era, and it's going to be you know uh, consecutive episode after episode. It's literally going to about mid-season do a huge time jump. Not really sure how far. Not, uh, there's really no details on that. So I am kind of curious to see where they're going to go with that storyline doing a big time jump like that. Yeah. So they've cast a young actress to play young Ahsoka and they've mm -hmm. cast uh, Rosario Dawson to play the adult Ahsoka. Um, they are bringing Kristen Hayden, Chris, Christian Hayden. Hayden. Yeah. Back. And he's going to be reply, reprising his role as Anakin. So he will mm -hmm. be playing the clone wars that. era. Anakin um, teaching. Yeah. Teaching. Uh, uh, Ahsoka, the younger Ahsoka. So they're going to be dipping into that Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels uh, canon 
in order to present this Ahsoka series, which I think is great because um, that was all created by Dave Filoni, who's obviously heading Disney Plus Television along with John Favreau, um, who also did Rebels and and uh, Clone Wars. So I, I think it's it's good that we're getting that kind of um, con- connection between the series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm here for it. I'm. I like her character in uh, the Clone Wars and stuff like that that we've seen the animated deal. I, I'm yeah. not even gonna lie; I kind of wish some of the the animated stuff was more live action because it's pretty good storytelling. Some interesting stories we got. Yeah, definitely. That's interesting to hear about Ahsoka because they're doing something similar with Andor season two. They're supposed to jump every few episodes. They're jumping years and years ahead. So curious oh, to see right. I heard about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, did I still see, need to watch all of season one and or actually. I'm, I'm telling you, if you sit and watch it all, it's good. It it, it gives me Rogue One vibes for sure. Oh, I, I love Rogue One. I thought Rogue yeah. One was great. Absolutely. <laughs> and there and there's uh there's Katrina, super excited that Burton is in the uh on the show. Uh yeah, we didn't tell anybody. We wanted it to be a surprise. <laughs> I actually I was I went to Blake's house to do some stuff, trying to work on some audio stuff on his end, and uh, I called Burton and I was just like, hey. He's like, what's up? I was like, you want to be on the show tonight? He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Patrick. <laughs> no, this is Patrick. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so Ezra Bridger, the one of the main characters from the um, the Clone Wars and Rebel series, he was a Jedi Knight that chose his like family and connection and love over the Jedi principles or the Sith principles, and he went off on his own. There is a theory that once he returns in the Ahsoka series, that he's going to be the person to train Grogu in Jedi skills and abilities because he agrees with his choice. Really? Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah. It's just uh, a rumor. Thank you, well, Brooke Crankle, for, so. uh, for that uh, incredible... Uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, that's uh, my sister. Oh, hey, Brooke. Of our uh, our website. Yeah, and go get yourself a uh, Taylor Burton is a Sexy Mountain Man t-shirt because I think everyone needs one. Uh, hey, do, do we have our merch uh, deal up and running? For- you know, I still haven't added the video to the thing. Next I, week, I, I promise. About that. Next week, I promise that I will whip uh, Landon with a cat of nine tails if he doesn't add it to the show. <laughs> I'm going to need a video of that. Yeah. <laughs> do you agree? Oh, so you're into that kind of thing, too. Cat of nine tails? <laughs> yeah. You're right, Blake. You're right. I agree. <laughs> but you have to give me at least a five-minute break after 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, thankfully, my wife is in the chat, and she can tell you that I, for a fact, will not go 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Case of 28 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> 15 is good. It's, a, yeah. it's, uh, it's not a marathon, and I'm winning. So, the actor who played Jar Jar, uh, which was Ahmed, Ahmed Best. Is yes. Right? Ahmed Best. Okay. So, he also played a role as a Jedi in, I think, an animated series. Is that right? Uh, or was it live action? That sounds right. See, I can't remember which Jedi it was. So he, he actually is just one of the live action Jedi's in episode three. So he actually just reprised his uh, role, did he, in uh, the Mandalorian series? So yes, and I was actually I'm, just watching I'm, this scene. And I'm literally trying to figure out why I wrote this in River Mill. So <laughs> I I don't know why. So anyways, let's scratch that one. Uh, no, we can talk about it. So he's a uh, spoiler alert for Mandalorian. If you haven't seen it, um, if uh, if you're on the show and you've not seen it, take your headset I'm not off. Listening. 
that's fine. Um, but uh, what do you want me to do? Like wave when it's over? Cool. Um, but so th this episode of Mandalorian does a flashback to when Grogu was actually saved from the Jedi Temple as a youngling. Uh, and that guy who who also voiced and and mocapped uh, Jar Jar yep. plays the Jedi that actually rescues Grogu. So that's he that's reprised his, big his role that wasn't embarrassing. Yes, yeah, he <laughs> he didn't play a an ethnic reference to just just generally awful things. George Lucas is terrible about that stuff, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, oh, <laughs> sorry. These. I almost forgot to let you know put your headphones back on. It's fine. Uh, I'm logging off. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, kidding. I'm just kidding. So the Flash gets a uh, a naughty rating of PG-13 for partial nudity. So, it, whenever I was oh. a kid in the '80s, if it was PG-13, you were going to see at least one boob. You were guaranteed yeah. to see at least oh, one it's boob. It's not the case anymore. It evolved as we went through through the years yeah. for sure. So, so does this mean we're seeing a George Clooney bat nipple? <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to get a naked Supergirl. I think that seems like we're, you know, we'd be setting our expectations a little too high. So uh, Flash is going to flash us. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I a naked blur. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know what to expect with that. Um, it Maybe it's like a statue or something or like a... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Or, Some, or somebody watching porn in the background. Their top blown off. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe there's like a, a Peacemaker cameo and he's just <laughs> naked or something. It probably shows his ass. <laughs> That'd be great. Maybe, uh, maybe it's the Flash's ass. Maybe he's like when he uh, runs back in time, his whole costume burns up and that's why Batman has to give him a new costume. I bet that's what it is. I bet that's why he gets the new suit. It we're going to see we're going to see there's bare ass. That, honestly, that makes sense. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I bet you're almost right. Uh, so James Gunn's talking about, you know, he's been seeing people talk about uh, cast for Superman, for yeah. Superman Legacy. He says none of these are true. He said, I actually have just now started uh, looking and writing a list of people who I'd like to play Lois, uh, Clark Kent, and Jimmy Olsen. And as you notice, he doesn't say Superman. He says, I'm looking for Clark Kent, uh, Lois, and Jimmy Olsen. So uh, he's actually gathering up a list and approaching people now as we speak. So any of these rumors that have been spoken on about, hey, I know this is going to play Clark Kent or Superman, it's lies because the man himself has not even decided yet. I I appreciate him clearing this kind of stuff up. I love that he just attacks this shit on Twitter when it happens. <laughs> yeah. um, he's pretty good about that. Somebody said something the other day about the only reason he took the job for uh, DC was so he's, he could keep his wife employed. And he immediately was like, my wife's been in one movie that I cast. And other than that, they've recast her by her own steam. Uh, so, uh, no, she she does that on her own. I'm not I didn't just take this job for that. I love the yeah. DC universe. And it was like, how, could you imagine saying something that ignorant in an, a digital space? And James Gunn literally like calling you down in front of everyone. Yeah. Like, listen, yes. idiot. Um, Dumbass. He will I, smite thee. I still don't know who a good a good person to be Superman is in this, and I do wonder if we're even going to get him in the Superman costume in this, or if like the, the Smallville jokes I was making last week, if it's only going to be the teenage Superman and we never see him in the suit. Yeah. I really do wonder because, like, I mean, he's making a point to used to work, you know, the name Clark Kent a lot instead of Superman. So, and then when we got the description of it, you know, it says Clark Kent in Smallville. 
So it, it really, really makes you wonder, you know, are, are we just going to get this slight tease of his life, like you're saying, and not the actual red cape? Well, the other big thing with that is whenever they relaunch the DC comic universe, um, I think with New 52, and I think it's the standard for the DC universe, Batman was operating for five years before Superman showed up. Batman was already Batman for five years before Superman, the first superhuman, showed up to fight crime. Prior to that, it was just a guy in a suit. And then a dude shows up who's literally <laughs> a god. Um, and uh, so I, I do wonder if the first one they're giving us is Superman as a teenager. And then we're getting Batman, the brave and the bold. If that's the story we're getting, we're getting a young Superman who's not Superman yet. Then we're going to get a Batman movie. And then it's going to show Batman's progression from not really Batman to Batman with Robin. Mm-hmm. And then our Clark Kent is going to become Superman and, and it's going to be that kind of universe where Batman had been operating for a while prior. That'd be great. Hey, I'm here for anything different than what they've been doing. Look, man, you have a Batman poster on your wall. It's actually, I bought that for my partner here. Like I bought it literally because he loves Batman. You can talk a lot of shit about the DCEU and what they did, but you cannot say a negative thing about Batfleck. He's perfect. No, no, I actually yes. do enjoy his Batman. And and here's something I know you disagree with. I actually love the Christopher Nolan series. I know you say there's whoa, only whoa, one Batman. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know it's you said the, that the Dark Knight. You said Dark Knight is the only Batman movie in it. That's what I say. It doesn't right, mean right, I don't right. like the first, second, but, but, and third movie. I just right, right, right. believe <laughs> that, that Begins <laughs> and Rises are Batman films. Gotcha. gotcha. Dark Knight I, is the only one out of I those three that's a Batman all three film. Of those films, so I, I really do. Uh, Christopher Nolan has yet to put out something that I did not enjoy. Yeah. Yep. And Ben, I agree. Uh, Last on the list, uh, George Lopez, as we know, is in the Blue Beetle series. And that's coming up in August, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, But he moved the release date again, did they not? I'm not sure. I actually forgot to write that down. Uh, But he actually made a teaser saying that he's super excited for the trailer to come and that everybody's going to love it. And uh, it's coming out just right around the corner. So everybody's expecting the tra- trailer for Blue Beetle to be within the next month. Which, I mean, uh, if, if it's in August, they better hurry up on start. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm glad they're moving forward with it. I'm I'm interested to see how they're going to tie it into the new DC universe. Yeah. Uh, ben said that uh, Dark Knight is a Joker film and he's literally a main character. Um, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but also every appearance of the Joker in DC Comics, he's the main character. That doesn't make it any less of a Batman story. It's just the Joker just steals scenes no matter it. Well, I take that back. The Joker steals scenes when he's done correctly. And in yeah. Heath Ledger's case, it was definitely done correctly. Yeah. Well, y'all have anything to add that uh, I've not wrote down or heard? I yes, don't currently. I oh, do. In Burton. fact, actually. Um, again, I take. there's no Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> oh, man. You're right. <laughs> You are oh, right. But uh, actually, there there is. There's actually three new rumors out there. So, what, what is that? Uh, so there's actually like three fan casts. And okay. it's a couple of no names that, that I've seen on the list. And then I've seen your name on the list. Oh. And, and I'm like, you know, the biggest fan to play that character it makes just complete sense. So would you actually like to comment on it? Can you share that with us? Are you allowed to? Yeah. Can you share uh, any information? You know, without the Marvel snipers taking you out or anything, uh, share what you can. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> There's your answer. Gotcha. That makes sense. <laughs> the quick blinks. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. 
But uh, let's see, oh. the, the, the other one was it's supposed to start filming in uh, 2024. Oh, yeah. Uh, so can you also talk to us about that? You know, is that true? Is that going to start filming in 2024? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, and then uh, last but not least, because, you know, I promised you three rumors last week for Beta Ray Bill, uh, was that actually in the second film, they're going to kill him off. Uh, can you comment on that? <laughs> um, okay all right well there's our three rumors beta ray bill we've been waiting for them for a couple of years now uh you know the man himself you've seen him with the blinks and the blacked out screen uh you know i feel like there's some positiveness there that we're getting something soon and yeah I, maybe I disney that, plus i need you to mail me an autograph too before you get famous uh at my shirt yeah. i need you to sign my shirt so whatever you need now blake now say these rumors have been milled yeah yeah that's what i'm about to do so, <laughs> well now you say that you know what's going on with a fourth rumor uh <laughs> 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 well that's this week on rumor mill these rumors have been milled So Blake, you went to uh, you went to the theater with our good friends from Saturday Night Nerds, and you got to partake in uh, Shazam Two: Fury of the Gods. Now I've not seen it, but I did watch oh, either. breakdowns and everything. I probably did the most I'm going to do for this film until it comes out on streaming services. Um, so if you want to go ahead and give us your thoughts on it and tell us how you feel about it, you're uh, not going to go uh, theater and see it. No, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm I'm really not I'm really not interested in oh. going to see a sequel to a DC movie that I didn't enjoy in a universe that doesn't exist anymore. It could be an Elseworld. If this makes, it, I mean, it could be it, an Elseworld. It's a canceled. They're they're not making another one. the 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 whole like marketing campaign of them saying like you don't know and nobody really knows and it's you don't know that it's not going to be in the new DC. It's hey, not. Here, here, here's, done. here's the deal. It's not going to be in the new DC realm, I believe. But I think it's going to be an Elseworld. I really do. I mean, I, I think it was great. I'm not a DC fan, but I'm telling you right now. So the first one, I, I enjoyed. I thought the costumes were a little cheesy, uh, which is fine because I knew it was supposed to be lighthearted. I, ne- I did never go to Shazam with, uh, as an expecting hopes to be, oh, a huge, good, just serious continuation of a storyline. And so, like, I went into it and I enjoyed it. Uh, here came the second one. Soups look way better. Went into this, and I'm, I'm like literally just like trying to look for something I could complain about, something I can nitpick. Because, I mean, let's be honest, that's my favorite thing to do with DC. Literally, I can't complain about one moment in this movie. And it mm. topped the first one. It literally topped the first one. Brought back the nostalgic taste the rainbow for Skittles. Uh, you know, you think that they're going to kind of do something slightly. How, how are they going to bring in a unicorn? Made a unicorn look badass. Uh, they brought in uh, the Greek gods, uh, the Tree of Life. Uh, I mean, some Greek monsters, uh, the Tree of Life. Uh, and then, like, the three sisters, who I know are not in the comics, I believe. Uh, but they just... They are. Are they? Yeah. Like, like, like this is a storyline from the comics? No, but they're in it because they're part of Greek mythology. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But the storyline of these characters have never been in the comics with Shazam. So, like, for them not to actually bring in and do a storyline with a villain that people are more familiar with, they kind of created their own Shazam storyline that's not from the comics, and they brought in these three characters, and it, they kept the whole Greek mythology thing going. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Uh, the, the guy that played the wizard, 
uh, I can't think of his name. Is it Demon or how you say his name? Demon Hansu. Yeah, him. Uh, him, he's always great. I love anything he's yeah. in. He's a great actor. And we actually get to see him with his dreads cut off, clean shaven with a, his last little goatee at the end. Like, there, there was, yeah. this movie was so fun. It was so fun. Uh, only, only complaint, if I really just had to get down to it, was Billy Baxter's 17 in this. Uh, and I feel like Zachary Levi overplayed the dumbness of a kid. Or the uh, or the you know immaturity of a kid in this because Billy's seventeen, I feel like he over exaggerated the immaturity, but it was still fun. Uh, it made me laugh. I enjoyed it, and I would go back to see it a second time in theater. I actually, wow. I, I really would. It was that good, Danny. I I would love to take you. I, I would feel love like the take you, and I think you would like it. I think you I, would laugh. I feel like Zachary Levi went too dumb the first time around too. I think that it's um. You know, as as much as the first one was a ripoff of the movie Big, but with superpowers, um, I think that they played the adult playing a teenager as like way too silly the first time. Mm. And so I think that seeing it again a second time, um, it's kind of like it was fun. So they just kept it. But I don't think they necessarily learned their lesson. I think they did a little more in this one, which didn't make sense to me because, you know, he was what, 14, Older, yeah. you know, in the first one. So it made more sense where this one, it just doesn't. But uh, yeah. Deontay, I, know, I will go see the movie with Blake. I I will. I'm not <laughs> saying I won't. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, it's fun. I, I'm. I guess. I I, I, I would pay to see it. I'll tell you that. I would look forward to a third one. I, I really would. Um, but like, do you know like uh, the Wonder Woman scenes in it? Oh uh, man, that was actually hilarious. You know that so, wasn't Gal Gadot. Yeah, I know that was actually a uh, a model. That was a stand-in for her or whatever. But it, here's the great thing. You know, you think they give you the teaser like it's going to be like, hell, was it the first one with Superman? And then he actually leans in in the middle of the movie to go kiss her because he takes her out to dinner. And literally the wizard's face pops up on her body to tell him a message. It, it, it's it, That part's hilarious. <laughs> then at the end, they teach you. It's a dream then, right? Huh? He was having a dream there, right? Like it's not no. actually happening. No, no, no. He wouldn't have a dream. He really actually took her out on a date. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh no no it was a dream no no it was a dream I'm sorry I was gonna say it I was a dream in the, the yeah, I watched it said it was a dream as Wonder Woman but then toward the end it's not a dream Wonder Woman does show up and they actually kind of do the starting at the feet goes up to her neck and they kind of make you think they pause for a second they're like ah oh, they're, they're gonna do it you still ain't gonna get to see her and then boom there she is walking fast in all her gloriousness like yeah. Well, I would say that uh, that's the reason why uh, Warner Brothers isn't firing the head of their visual effects department, if if it was that believable. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I, I, I definitely recommend somebody, to go, like anybody, to go see the movie in theater. And, I mean, I don't know. It's great. It really was. I don't want to be a hater. It's just like I'm, I'm trying to I, I want to go see every superhero movie that comes out. I do. Right. Yeah. But I just got this, like, vibe. I just feel like. I'm going to wish it was time of my life that I could get back. Like I would love to multitask, be doing something while watching this movie. Cause I just don't think it's worth devoting an hour and a half or two hours of my life to without accomplishing something at the same time. I just don't, I, the fact that it's, it's more than likely going nowhere unless this just breaks records, which I don't believe it's going to for sales. Um, it's, it's done. Like it's dead in the water. Like the next time we see a Shazam film, it's probably not going to be Zachary Levi. So I'll be honest with you. Like mm. on a scale of one to ten, of, of, if a movie's good, you know, good to worse, I would give it an eight. I, I would give it an eight. Uh, Ant Man, you know, I gave like an eight, eight and a half. I enjoyed Ant Man. 
Ben asked, would I suggest it over Ant-Man? I wouldn't suggest it over, but if it's not right there neck and neck with it or slightly slightly under, maybe 0.5 under, uh, that, that's seriously how much I enjoyed it. You know what you're experiencing right now, Blake? And I'm really, I'm really excited for you. What's that? You are experiencing something that is going to fail tremendously in a comic book universe mm -hmm. that you love. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what most of our fandoms are built on. Mm is movies that other people just don't get that are going to bomb and that you loved like that is that's comic fandom in a nutshell yep. uh, so yeah Cameron was with us when we watched it he, he's rated it at 8.5 Deontay gave it a nine I'm telling you like not a single person came out none of us came out walking like man Ben I'd give Ant-Man a six uh. Yeah, well, Ben Ben's really upset about the King the Conqueror stuff. Uh, what? I, I believe. What's he upset about? Because he had no body count, and uh, he We're just, just wasn't tapping into Kane. <laughs> We're just tapping into him. Yeah. See, see what I mean? Uh, you're you're getting that angry nerd rage that we all know and love so well. <laughs> Congratulations, you're making it. Yeah. I'm proud of you. This is incredible. I'm I'm glad to be here for this. How would you rate the visual effects in Shazam? Uh, I mean, the dragon made out of wood. It's pretty cool. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Uh, as in, like, how good the CGI and stuff was. I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I would give it a uh, seven, six and a half, seven. Hmm. See, because, like, for me with Black Adam, like, the story was, like, a C minus, but I thought the CGI was, like, an A, A plus. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, Blake, that if you want to take me to the movies to see Shazam, I may leave eating a big bowl of crow. But in the meantime, we're going to do our top five talking about our favorite fantasy foods. Smooth. That Thank was you. Smooth. Welcome to top five. This week we are doing top five fantasy foods. Now, this can be from any medium. It can be television, video game, movie, anime, cartoon. Uh, 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 comic books, uh, novels, anything that you want to draw from. Um, points, uh, extra points for you if we know the reference, because sometimes when we don't, it's just like neat. But that's that's don't don't let that affect your list at all. Um, Mister Blake Hickman, our, right, our, our digital media director, would you be so kind as to give us your number five? I would, man. Let's go back to a childhood favorite, nostalgia. I feel like everybody probably will know what these taste like, whether you're high or not high. Scooby Snacks, man. They ate so many of them. Like, well, I was a movie trash. <laughs> like, I want some Scooby Snacks, man. I have to know what they taste like. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, well. and the, the interesting thing about Scooby Snacks is that they're actually marketed to be for humans and dogs in the uh, <laughs> Scooby-Doo-verse. Right, and they're also where uh, where Shaggy gets his superpowers, you know, and you don't mess around with Super Shaggy. <laughs> no, well, no, Scooby Doo. That's probably one of my, I would say, one of my oldest cartoons I grew up watching. That I probably, if you, besides you know the Marvel comic cartoons, I'd say yeah. that's probably what I watched the most out of any animation ever. And and we had the the joy of meeting the voice actor for Scooby and Shaggy and hang out and talk to him for a while. And that was uh, Scott Ennis. He's a very nice guy. You get on uh, our YouTube, we have uh, he came actually did an interview with us at our at our table. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
Taylor, for the first time live and on the air, would you give me your number five, please? Yeah, so my number five is it's from a scene that's not exactly like you'd think food, but in The Lion King, Rafiki grabs those fruits and he starts oh eating it. Oh, my God. And yeah. it's just dripping off of it. And I'm just like, that has got to be. It makes your mouth most, water. <laughs> it, yeah, it's got to be the most refreshing fruit that has ever existed. Yeah, it's like a melon, right? And like, yeah. I, 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 Ben, can you fact check what kind of food that was? Um, I don't know what it is, but yeah, dude. As soon as you said it, my mouth started watering. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I literally, literally, the mental image like popped in my head. Like, if you're thirsty and hungry, like, there's literally nothing else you should eat. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Landon, what do we have in chat? Brooke Chronicles, uh, number five is the waffles from All Dogs Go to Heaven. <laughs> that little witch. <laughs> now I know what it's like to have your list room live. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we will save that, uh, Burton, for when it's your turn, and you can go over your sister's choice. <laughs> yeah. Deontay Lifters, number five is. Ichiraku Ramen from Naruto. And uh, now I know what it feel like. feels like to have someone steal something off of my list. Yeah. So we'll save that for when I get to it. And Stewart's number five is the Jawbreakers from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Ooh, Hell yeah, that's dude. That's pretty solid. Yeah, that's a great choice. You can tell that Ben Stewart grew up in a good household. <laughs> yeah, he had a couple of good older brothers, probably. Yeah, at least one. One, one, in, one in specific. Yeah, Blake. Uh, Landon, what else? <laughs> Martha Burden's number five is the Rainbow Krabby Patties from SpongeBob. Mm, mm. Yes, pretty. I'm patties. not a SpongeBob fan. Pretty patties. I know you're not a SpongeBob fan, Blake, and I feel for you, man. You know, yeah, nobody's perfect, uh, and sure. it's okay to have opinions. Uh, I, I think if I like wrong. SpongeBob, it would complete my perfectness, and y'all's not ready for that. So you'd be almost at Taylor Burton levels. Almost. Yeah. Katrina Stewart's number five is three core gum from Willy Wonka. Ooh, mm, yeah. yeah. Good tastes choice. Like, tastes like steak and uh, mashed potatoes with gravy. Wow, it sounds good. It's what yeah. I had for supper, but that still sounds good. Dude, I want a steak. <laughs> Cameron Rhodes number five is Scoopy Snacks. That's right. Yeah. As Blake previously said, that's a great choice. It's a baobab fruit. Baobab. So is that a real thing? Yeah, it's a real fruit. Come on, man. It was live action fake cartoon lion king. Road trip to Africa. I mean, the cradle of life, man. That's where we all came from. The bugs from the Lion King that Timon was eating on her look pretty good. That's true. that's slimy yet satisfying. Mm, tastes like Ooh, chicken. Greenfield kind. <laughs> <laughs> so my number five is the blue milk from Last Jedi, straight uh, out of the teat. Out of the teat. The same way, <laughs> the same way Grandpa Luke used to do it. <laughs> Danny, have you been That's to Disney one. World? I have. I didn't Did get. The, I didn't get the blue milk while we were there, though. I just like, looked at it and I was like, Nah, I'm good, man. It's it's good. It's good. Yeah. Because they have the blue and the green, and it's like a coconut milk smoothie. They just put like food coloring in, but it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I did the um, the uh, Dole whips and all that stuff. I just didn't. I didn't go do the blue milk, yeah. dude. I was too like 
on the edge of tears the entire time we were in the um the in galaxy's edge galaxy's edge man it was it was rough for me like mm-hmm. i just i stood there and just looked around i was just like oh my god this is Thank so you know, cool my similar experience it literally felt like you were just in the background of a movie i just could no not kidding. believe it yes and then you go down there's like a walkway that you can go to and the star wars characters and you know they're not actually them but they're close enough but, come out and like stand and like look at you and talk at you talk to you and yeah. stuff and they like talk like the characters and yeah i got to talk like i I did a whole thing with like kylo ren where i reported the uh where the wookie was and uh then he yelled at his eight uh his uh stormtroopers because they didn't know where he was and i did and then i like bowed to him and it was awesome like it was really awesome yeah. i think the entire audience expected me to be like no i'll stand up to you and he was like <laughs> you there and i like bowed and i was like he's like did you see a wookie around here i was like he was over there <laughs> Thank you, Lord <laughs> ren. exactly uh. Immediately yeah. sold out, Chewy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Not, not mine. I, I don't need no nerf herding <laughs> smuggler uh, <laughs> and his and his big hairy dog. Uh, Blake, what's <laughs> your number four? So speaking of Wonka, the everlasting gobstopper. Ooh, never that's a good ends. One. Who would not want one of those? I, I eternity. I, the idea is great. The shape of that thing, I would not <laughs> want in my mouth <laughs> <Yeah>. forever. <laughs> Sure. Makes my cheeks hurt. Yeah, it's I, really I, jagged. I like if if we had this list and nothing from Wonka's place got put on here, there would be something wrong with all of this. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. If you launch that thing out of a slingshot, it would kill someone. <laughs> I would like to just that forever but... and ever. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and it's like it rips a hole in like space time, and the guy like bleeds forever into this everlasting gauze stopper and sucks in the universe. And we all experience the heat death of the universe slowly while Willy Wonka sings us a song about riding on a boat in the canal. And he's like, is it raining? Is it pouring? Are the rowers really rowing? Anyway. Exactly. (laughs) So Burton, you're number four. (laughs) All right. Well, so my mom and sister are watching, so hello. Hello. Hello, Burton's family. Uh, so my number four is... It's Wait, not anything so your in- mom is in the chat? I don't know if she's in the chat, but she's So is watching. that the original cave this mountain man walked out of? <laughs> well, there's that. Hi, Taylor's mom. Don't hate me. No, she she thinks you guys are pretty all right, even though she hasn't met you. I'm like, yeah, well... <laughs> She thinks we're all right until she meets us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, my, that's my mom that's, thinks very highly of you too, Taylor. Well, I, just, I, I don't know. Well, she don't realize she's my mom too. I mean, considering we're brothers. You're right. I, 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 she's texting me about it right now. She's like, Blake is, <laughs> Blake is your brother. I'm like, I know. <laughs> no. So my number four, not any particular one, but. Anytime Shaggy makes sandwiches, all the sandwiches he made back in the day just look ridiculous. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> that, that's actually a good point. Now I didn't add it to the list, but this, Dad from Blondie like, when he makes a sandwich too. It, it literally somehow it is like, <laughs> <laughs> or or the yes. real long subs that are like ten feet long. Look, my sister just said, "LOL, mom's driving," and she said, "That's the funniest shit I've heard in a while." <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> yeah see Brooke even knows you're my hill brother yes 100% <laughs> okay cool we're not from uh, the same blood but we come from the same dirt Landon what do you got in chat 
Brook Chronicles. Number four is the Krusty Krab Pizza is the pizza for you and me. And he sings the jingle. Oh, <laughs> man, give that kid a Grammy. Yeah, absolutely. That is that is podcasting at its best right there. What else you got, Landon? Uh, Cameron Rhodes. Number four is Big Belly Burger from Arrow. Yes. Ooh. Oh, and uh, 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 the Flash too, right? They eat yeah. them both. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. That burger does always look real good. And and not to gloss over the uh, the Krusty Krab pizza, but before we even went live, uh, Burton quoted the uh, "No, this is Patrick." Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, SpongeBob is life. Yes, uh, unless you're Blake. Plot armor, whatever. Get out of here. <laughs> start with that. Don't start with that shit. <laughs> Martha Burden's number four is Snack Packs, Billy Madison. Oh, yeah, dude. Good choice. That is a great choice. Yeah. Billy Madison is one of those, like, really, really great movies that you don't hear people talking enough about. Which makes me think of Snack Packs from Airboat. Oh, I'm not a fool. Got my lunch packed up. My shoes tied tight. I hope I don't get in a fight. That was amazing because Danny was coming across first and you were coming across just a little after Blake. That was that was riveting stuff. Yeah, again. And we will have that for sale for four ninety nine on our website. Prime <laughs> podcasting at, at, at work right here. All right, Landon, chat again. Uh, Katrina Stewart's number four is Remy's Ratatouille. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. I've never wanted to eat a peasant dish so much in my whole life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh man. Yeah. Next one. Deontay Lifters number four is Popeye spinach. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah, dude. Do you know how crestfallen I was the first time I ate spinach right out of a can? And it was the grossest, <laughs> coldest, nastiest, slimiest shit you've ever put in your mouth. Yeah. I have always um, ate spinach out of a can because of that cartoon, and I have always loved it. No, dude, well, absolutely not. That's why you I don't on, like SpongeBob. I'm on the whole opposite <laughs> end of that spectrum for sure. Now I was on a whole different generation of cartoons there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I will say the Popeye movie with Robin Williams, peak. Yeah. That is, it's so good. I love that movie. Ben Stewart's number four is Butterbeer from Harry Potter. Ooh, damn. Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a great one. I did have that at Universal. We had butterbeer everything. Frozen, uh, regular, you know, alcoholic, non-alcoholic, just everything at Universal. Um, and that was that was real good. It's like butterbeer ice cream and slushies, and they do like everything butterbeer at that Harry Potter world. I don't know, Landon. Is that in the chat? That's it. One time, Danny held me down and made me eat spinach. Oh, it was awful too. He (laughs) threw the like worst little fit while I was trying to get him to eat some spinach. You'd have thought I was killing him. But it will make you strong. It was. It was like the scene from Popeye where he tries to make him eat spinach. Um, my number four, uh, and this one comes from way back in the 1980s. Uh, Energon strips from the Transformers cartoon series. Um, they, the transformers would consume these crispy little pieces of energon. And I was like, man, that sounds good. Give me some. Uh, so yeah, I would have loved to have tried that, which they didn't really get into that in the, the, the movies, uh, at all powered them up or what did it do? Yeah. Energon is what the transformers survive on. They need it. Gotcha. And so that's why, um, they left. (laughs) 
I had this big bitch on top of me shoving green health into my breathing hole. Wow. <laughs> that puts it pretty succinctly, honestly. Um, but yeah, so in the reason the Transformers came to Earth originally is because the war for tri- Cybertron had depleted Energon to the point where they couldn't survive on their planet anymore. So they came to Earth because they found a resource for Energon here. And then they crash landed and were stuck in the dirt for like a million years before they woke back up. Hmm. Yeah. So that's nice. the original plot for Transformers. Anyway, Blake, your number three. Limit spread. Oh, Where man. I, I wish I'd have thought to put that on my list. So, <laughs> <laughs> so literally one bite will fill a man's stomach. Literally, do you know how like well and good shape you could be if it literally just filled you up one bite and how long that shit could last? You could literally probably there's, there's just no telling. I mean, and it does you know it's not like it's like one of those foods where it's like ooh that looks so tasty or you know or it's, it's just so appealing look wise. Uh, it's just man, one bite to fill up your stomach. Who, who wouldn't want to try that out? Yeah, definitely. And. I don't know if, you know, it wasn't in the movie, but I do believe in the Lord <laughs> of the Rings books, like the the history of Lord of the Rings and the canon and stuff. Regularly, a normal person regularly eating lemon bread will prolong their life, too. Like, you'll live longer. Oh, really? Yeah. Because oh. uh, it's magic. breakfast? Yeah. About afternoon tea? The Levensies. Yeah. yeah. Dinner. Supper. <laughs> okay. Uh, Burton, what's your number three? Uh, this cat. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, my number three is, oh yeah, anything from the Great Hall. Doesn't have to be like breakfast, lunch, supper, dessert, Christmas food. The Great Hall from Harry Potter. All the Get dinner scenes where they just roll the food out. That's ridiculous, dude. Nuts, dude. Hmm. It's as good as the scene from Hook whenever they eat the imaginary food. Oh, yeah. oh man. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Bangarang, Peter! Well, and as a and as a soon-to-be father, I wish I could just snap my fingers and have food like they do at the Great Hall. But Congratulations, Burton. Yes, for Thank sure. You. I cannot wait I can't, to I can't wait to see your tiny little mountain man or just girl. I, I think the baby's going to come out with a beard and long hair. Even as a girl, yeah. Yes, yeah. Your, your daughter will be beautiful and elegant and bearded. You're looking just like Gimli's mom. Yeah. <laughs> Landon, what do we have in chat? Ben Stewart's number three is... That slice, that oddly sexy slice of pizza from the <laughs> yes. that son of a bitch. That's... <laughs> yes, and uh, Burton, that's on your list, is it not? Yep, uh, that's true. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll How does it when we get feel? there. Yeah, <laughs> this is uh, I I think this is good for you. I think so. <laughs> Cameron Rhodes, number three is Mr. Smoothie from Ben Ten. Yes. Oh, Ben 10. Dude, I love Ben 10. That show, the original one, I haven't watched the newer one, but that original show, and then whenever they went to, like, the Ben 10, um, what was the next series after that, Uh, when they were teenagers? Both incredible. Uh, Is it Danny Fan? No. No. No, no, So they did Ben 10, and then they did Ben 10, and it was like they were grown up, and, like, Kevin 11 had... uh, changed from like being awful to being all right and then like he got a he got a dodge challenger and then they all like rode around in it all the time can't remember it's a good show martha burden's number three is hubie halloween soup thermos Mm. i haven't seen hubie halloween i know that's an adam sandler movie 
Yeah, yeah. I, I watched part of it. Didn't really care for it, so I couldn't. I couldn't even bank it all the way through it. Adam yeah. Sandler's older stuff to me was better than some of, some of his newer stuff. Yeah, that's the general it's hit, consensus. It's kind of hit this. Deontay Lifters number three is every pizza and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Absolutely, history. hell yeah, dude! Yeah. Absolutely, uh, especially in the it's first live action movie when he's like, "Pizza dudes got thirty seconds." That that pizza they get there when they're like eating all in the 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 pizza layer the the turtle layer, so good, dude, so good. Yeah. Which New York pizza is pretty good. It is. It is. It's not it Chicago is. style, but it's pretty good. But thankfully, it's not family style. So yeah, the oh way Blake God. loves his food, family style. Oh, is this the cast? Are you are you cast for Fast and Furious Eleven? Is that what we're talking about here? Oh God, no, uh, no. Danny is because Danny loves family. So. I am all about family. <laughs> That's why I have five kids. Uh, Landon, anything else in chat? <laughs> Brooke Broncles number three is this is a tasty burger slash the $5 shake and big kahuna burger from Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. Uh, yes. That burger looks incredible while, uh, while they're eating it. It does. I love that movie too. Quick note. Her name, her last name is pronounced crankle. Crankle. Yeah. You're doing fine. It's, it's a weird German name to look at. So you're fine. All right. <laughs> Carry on Landon. Katrina Stewart's number three is Bob's burger of the day. Ah, yes. Just all of them, huh? I have never watched <laughs> Bob's Burgers. Excuse me, Flo? What's the soup du jour? It's the soup of the day. That sounds good. I'll have that. <laughs> That's a dumb and dumber for those who don't know. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Emerald Stewart's. Uh, number three is any ramen from any ramen Naruto. Age. Okay, moving on, moving on. I'm, that's uh, that's on my list. <laughs> and I think that's it from chat. That's it. Okay, number three on my list is anime meat. Uh, if you've watched any almost any anime series, you've seen it. It is a round log of meat with a bone through it. Uh, and I I know that they make something akin to that in Japan, but they're like this big. And these things are like this in anime. So I just want a hunk yeah. of meat on a bone that I can just tear into. <laughs> it seems satisfying every time I see it on an anime. And I just want to experience it in real life. Uh, bull... Hold the bone and eat it like Volstead and Thor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Blake, what you got for number two? Number two dose. This is something also from my childhood that, you know, I don't know, you, you see them eating it and uh, you just really want to know what it, what it's like. And that's a, a Reptar bar from Rugrats. Yeah, dude. Chocolate bars, you know, ever since I've watched Rugrats, I'm like, man, I wish they'd really make those or put out a line of those because, yeah. I've, like I've always it's assumed really it's lime flavored. You think it's lime flavored? I've always assumed it's like that green lime, like sherbet bar. Chocolate, Is it? The chocolate bar. Reptar oh, bar. okay. I thought you were talking about the reptar like ice cream bars they eat. No, but no, you're uh, reptar reptar bar. The uh, it's just a chocolate candy bar. Okay. So yeah. what do you what do you think it is? You think it's like a Dove chocolate bar, or more like a Hershey's chocolate bar? I would like bar? to think it's actually got some caramel mixed in with it. Maybe mm, some uh, I walnuts. Love caramel and chocolate. I love walnuts, caramel, and chocolate all mixed together, like almost like a brownie, but in a chocolate bar form. You like nuts, Blake? No, I like walnuts. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, I actually specified walnuts because I like pecans and stuff too. But something about a walnut mixed in with chocolate caramel to me is like the best uh, nut. Well, it's the best <laughs> nut in, in a bar to have. So. <laughs> There's better nuts, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Burton, what you got for number two? Oh, I'm changing it up. Uh, how about the strudel from Inglorious Bastards? Ooh, that's a good one. That intense scene where he's sitting there eating it with her, and you don't know what's about to happen. That's oh yeah. Yeah. And then he kills have... the whole family. <laughs> yep, it must have been good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Landon, what do we have in chat? Uh, Martha Burden's number two is Elf the Spaghetti. No, I'm good. Yeah, with the uh, uh, <laughs> no. maple syrup on top of it. I don't even like spaghetti in general anyways. I'm just not a fan of spaghetti. but It's my favorite food. Maple syrup? Blake, we finally found something that we both don't uh, consider our favorite. Spaghetti is my favorite food and you don't like it. Yeah. And I love Italian, but like uh, it's, it's just... It, you know, it's, I don't know. Uh, it's the noodle, the actual shape of the noodle. It's just a lot of fucking work, I feel like, and too messy. Where there's huh. other noodle shapes out there where I could just go ham on it way quicker, way faster. Because I eat fast. I like to eat. Maybe you should experience seeing me eat spaghetti sometime, and then maybe you can reframe that. Because I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't have this problem of putting a lot of work into my spaghetti. It's like shovel. <sighs> And yeah, well, like the whole yeah, thing goes. I don't want to bite and let noodles drop. I don't want to slurp it up. I don't want it hanging off my fork. I just want to be able to stab some good old penne noodles or rigatoni or whatever. Just that's it. See, I would go so far as to say that's more work because you got to like stab every one, you know, like especially when you get near the bottom of your bowl. You can't like you're chasing them around the bottom of your plate. I don't know. I think spaghetti is a superior pasta, but that's just me. Uh, Landon, what else we got? <laughs> Brooke Crankles, number two, is Ichiraku Ramen with the Spice of Life. My Believe God. <laughs> We're going to save that one until I get to mine. <laughs> Katrina Stewart's number two is Ambrosia and Nectar from Percy uh, Jackson. Yes, mm, yes Ambrosia. Sure. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Deontay Lifters, number two, is the alphabet soup from the Goofy movie. Mm, yes. my soul. <laughs> that's a good one. That's, that's a really good, good choice. Good Goofy movie had some great food in it. What was what was the deal with that? You know, what do you think Walt Disney was trying to accomplish by, you know, being so visually like everybody was eating something? And there's something about also, you know, didn't he like heat that suit up with a cigarette lighter? Did like, he? Like, yeah, you know, he did. Dash? yeah. Okay. Something about soup, you know, heated up by a cigarette lighter. It just tastes different. I'll have to try it sometime. Although I hate soup. Oh, you hate soup? I love. I soup. hate soup. I would rather not drink my meal. See, I feel like soup is far more superior than. Spaghetti. Don't 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 you do that? Don't do it. Don't even start, Blake. I'm I'm warning you right now. I will I will burn this whole studio down, and it's my house. So. <laughs> it's my house. Don't do it. My studio will still remain standing. <laughs> 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 All right, what else we got, Landon? Ben Stewart's number two is Turkish Delights from that icy witch from Narnia. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Turkish Delights really aren't that good. No, yeah. Turkish Delights sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but I can tell you that every time I've watched the animated uh, Chronicles or the Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe and then the live action, I've wanted to try Turkish Delight. Yeah, no, for real. Yep. That, that, that because of that storyline is why I wanted to. And my sisters as well, we all got them. 
they were like, wow, these are not, not that great. No. Yeah, not as good as you think. Yeah. Great sign of what uh, candy was like in like uh, World War One time period and how, you know, terribly awful things were compared to modern times. Even just the food. You know, like uh, like uh, Steve Rogers classically says, you know, we used to boil everything. <laughs> Emerald Stewart's number two is Tiana's beignets. Mm. Tiana's oh, from uh, uh, Princess and the Frog. Yes, thank you. Yep. Yeah. Um, it looks good. They yeah, and and we were talking about this. Who was I talking about this with the other day? That when I was in uh, New Orleans. I didn't like that uh, Cafe Du Monde. I didn't think their beignets were that good. That's everything. I, I, I assumed there would be more like, oh, what? But, well, I yeah. didn't taste them. So I can't really talk about it. Okay. Anyway, Landon, anything else in chat? Uh, one more. Cameron Rhodes, number two, is Roast Duck from Avatar. Mm. Ah, yes. Uh, from Avatar Last Airbender, right? You're not... I don't remember that being in the, the blue avatars. Yeah, no, it's well, the, there wasn't any ducks in the the James or James Cameron avatar. Yeah, um, yeah so they they're actually like large monsters. They're not like regular sized ducks. So yeah. Uh, my number two is the Ichiraku Ramen from Naruto. Uh, uh, it's a main part of both Naruto and Naruto Shippuden, uh, and it looks incredible every time and i literally were hosting a ramen eating contest at anime con because nice. of how good ichiraku ramen looks uh so i'm pumped about it and it's i mean obviously we're not going to be serving ichiraku ramen but i would love to in real life get a chance to eat ramen that is that incredible yeah. oh show um blake are you ready oh i'm ready to give us never... your number one your number one blake please yeah my number one today on the price is right is roasted pork so pork these are the furry little creatures of the oh my gosh they're just so cute but then also, we can't forget the scene where Chewbacca is eating a roasted pork. The right. things that we sell stuffed animals of that our kids have in their beds. Chewbacca tore that crap up. And He's it eating it in front of other porgs. So, like, I really would like to see, put, a, put it on a rotisserie above an open flame. Let's see what roasted pork tastes like. Because I guarantee it's probably a good, juicy, tender meat. I, I got to wonder if that's, like, what it would be like to eat a penguin. Yeah, well, uh, like a, yeah, a hybrid between like a, a rabbit and a penguin, a furry, a furry penguin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, I, I don't know that I necessarily saw that and was like, man, I want to try eating that. I was definitely like, what the hell, Chewbacca, man? These things are cute. Uh, so I don't know, but yeah, great I choice. Know that he's eating it right in front of other porgs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's like that. Uh, every time a bird shits on my car, I sit on my front porch and eat a whole plate of eggs just to let them know. <laughs> uh, Taylor, for your first time ever, can you give me your number one? Yeah. Air raid siren. You're welcome. 
Uh, Landon, I know you're going to hate this, but I changed this too because I know nobody has this. It is Sploosh from Holes. Sploosh? You know those... I remember the, the movie in the book. But... It was those jars they broke that had those peaches in it that have been oh, for like yeah. a hundred years. Yeah. Oh, man. man, man I, I, I love that book. And then when they made that movie, yeah, that was great. I changed they my get top two because somebody else took them. Yeah, uh, I like. I would assume that anything that spent that much time in a jar with fruit juices <laughs> would be pretty strong alcohol. It's that gotta be like right Everclear at that point. Yeah, <laughs> those kids were getting ripped in the desert. So first off, they're already uh, dehydrated from working yeah. in the sun all day, and then they're getting drunk. Wow. That was a really, really terrible work camp they were in. Just in the movie, like, it looked so gross when they were eating it. They made it sound so good. I'm like, all right, I'm in. You son of a bitch, I'm in. You you son of a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Landon, give us the number ones. Brooke Crankle's number one is cookie dough cat food from Oliver and Company. I don't care she's making it for the pets. It's always looked so good. good. I'm not even going to lie. I've always thought that. So I was like, yep. that's actually kind of like Lion King. My mouth, for some reason, oddly watered when they like poured that. Like, looks like chocolate chip cookie dough. Uh, yes, every time. Oh. Can you guys uh, not judge me too hard? I've never seen Oliver and Company. What? I'm going to suggest a... round up all it. the children and watch yeah. it. That is one that we repetitively watched growing up. I'm telling you, like, yeah. I can see every song. Like Burton, do you think that I created a live streaming uh, show that I could sit away from my children for hours on end and do because I wanted to spend time with my kids? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right, Uni. I mean, you're right, Danny. Just turn it on after this and stay in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Lock the door. Yeah. Don't let nobody the in. The stream's still going, guys. Just leave. Except for yeah. Emma. The only- my children watching the show tonight. Uh, I definitely want to spend time with her. <laughs> Cameron Rhodes. The rest of them. <laughs> Cameron Rhodes. Number one is Mr. Ping's noodles from Kung Fu Panda. Ooh, good Ooh yes, dude. What is it about animated noodles that is just like, mm, give me that? <laughs> they just, I just, oh man, real noodles too. Valid. Yeah. Valid. Except man. for spaghetti, which you hate. Except for spaghetti. Yeah, it's kind Who of weird. Who hurts you? Whatever. Who hurts now, you? Now, oh, weird thing, and this is kind of a side deal. So, like, traditional spaghetti, it bothers me about the noodle thing. But if it's like a chicken cheese spaghetti and spaghetti noodles, I'll tear that up. I don't know why. Anyways, go ahead. I just, I don't <laughs> even know who you are Chicken cheese rotel. Yes. I was celebrating it at first. Now I'm just, it just seems, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's like it's like you're doing it intentionally now. <laughs> anyway, uh, Landon? Landy. Katrina Stewart's number one is Cauldron Cakes. HP. Harry Potter. I've had butterbeer. It was delicious, but we didn't find any cauldron cakes. I even have a Harry Potter cookbook, and it's not in there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but I have to imagine that's like British, like uh, scones. Like it's like a biscuit, but like drier. They may not be very good. That's all I'm saying. Popeye's biscuit. Popeye's got good biscuits. What are you talking about? But you will suffocate on them if you. Popeye's chicken is freaking awesome. (laughs) Martha Burden's number one is 
Sloppy Joe from the Creepy Lunch Lady and Billy Sloppy Madison. Joe. <laughs> Sloppy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Sloppy Joe got married. We had two yep. kids and a little slice of love. <laughs> <laughs> That's the OG Sloppy Joe song with uh, Chris Farley. <laughs> Landon? Ben Stewart's number one is the bacon and eggs Howl makes off calcifer. That's a yes, absolutely. That's a delicious looking bacon and eggs uh, from Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, another good bacon egg and uh, breakfast sandwich that looks good is that one on uh, Birds of Prey that Harley Quinn has. And it, that's oh, really, yeah. it's like falling uh, apart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that another... might have been one of the only good things from that movie. Another good bacon and eggs is that porridge from Mulan. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Look, it's breakfast, and it's happy to see you. <laughs> yep. Oh, how did Cricket get in there? Get out here. You're going to make people see it. <laughs> Eddie Murphy was the best part of that movie. Dude, I, I, Mushu, and yeah, the songs. I, I was the so songs. disappointed when they didn't have Eddie Murphy play Mushu in the yeah, live action. That's, that's, that's why I didn't I watch missing. it. I will never watch it. You will not catch me watching that. Mu- Mulan yeah. is one that, man, I've watched probably way too many times. You're on Oh, up. yeah. Let's get down to business. I mean, what a soundtrack. Soundtrack oh, of soundtrack. Oh, real. So solid. So solid. Very good. I'm king of the rock. <laughs> Deontay Lifter's number one is the egos that Eleven has an obsession over. Yes. Yeah. She does those to make them look a lot like way better than they probably are. <laughs> I don't even like frozen waffles. I'd rather make Belgian waffles, but man, did I want an ego waffle after that? Yep. I love ego waffles, man. Something about uh, I think it's more like a sentimental thing. I'll never forget my grandma all that growing up. For some reason, when I was like eight or nine, I would randomly like wake up at two, and that woman, no matter what time it was, would always sit there and the <laughs> frozen Eggo waffles. Would toast them, but then microwave them, and I don't know why. <laughs> and I don't know. So that's did, what Eggo waffles make me think of every time I eat them. Did so, microwaving them after the fact make them tough? Usually yeah. when you microwave bread. No, yeah. no, it actually made it tough. Huh. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I do want to point out Cameron Rhodes' uh, uh, sling blade reference with the um, bacon and eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just like mustard on my biscuits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else we got, uh, Landon? All right, we have a whole top five from Brooke Crankle. Break it down, brother. You got this. We're gonna we'll re- we'll live react as you read them. Oh, this this is my mom and dad's top five together. Nice. Bring it in. Kim and Chris Taylor's parents top five, not in a particular order. The cake from Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Con Labos fr- fruit from the rundown. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. Yes. The purple- Get out of here, monkey. I definitely want some of that. Get out of here, monkey. The purple drink from Black Panther. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. The brownies from Transformers. Mm, I do love a good brownie. The fruit from Land of the Lost. Okay. Oh Did anybody else want to eat tree leaves? Tree stars. Ooh, well, I know they stars. call them tree stars, but I'm saying like they were literally just leaves. Like, did anybody else just want to go outside and like pick a green leaf off a tree and eat it? Landon was shaking his head yes before you guys assume I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so those, so man. <laughs> those brownies they're talking about, they're from the second Transformers when they're dropping them off at college and she goes and gets those pop. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Was that all five of theirs, Landon? 
I think so. That's all the okay. ones that were listed. Perfect. We got any more that's number ones? Uh, no, that should be it. My number hey, one. Danny, it's time for your yes. number. You go ahead. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to do it. I was so excited. Uh, great. Yeah, yeah. No one ever rolls out the red carpet for me like I do for them. Well, I'm um, going to keep. I got to blue ball you because Disney keeps blue balling me about beta Ray Bill. My number one from, from one of the oldest anime worlds and something that I've always wanted to try because a, they sound incredible and B because of the, uh, the effects of eating one, a senzu bean from dragon ball Z. Uh, you can take the biggest ass whooping in the world, have half your teeth falling out of your mouth, uh, your, your whole body destroyed and you eat one of these beans and it returns you to completely normal and ready to kick ass again. Senzu beans are incredible. Now, can they be attributed to the heart failure that Goku experienced during the Cell Saga? Maybe not, but also nobody's eaten as many Senzu beans as Goku, except maybe Krillin. Uh, but are, ben. I like the sound of them. I want some. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, Ben, uh, the crunch of a Zen Senzu bean. Yes, exactly. Uh, they have a very specific sound when you eat them, and nothing else sounds like it. And uh, you'll never experience it in real life. And uh, yeah. Uh and and yeah, Emma sounds like I need a senzu bean. Thank you, child, for making it sound like I look awful. Uh but anyway, so this has been uh, What what's happening? I just want Ashley Kutcher nice. for burning you. So. so this has been our top five. Thank you for tuning in. Next week for our top five, do you guys want to do um, top five uh, unexpectedly good fights? Uh, and and what I'm going to do is a reference for this because there's been so much Adam Sandler stuff. And feel free to add this to your list. We'll talk about it more in depth later. But the uh, uh, Adam Sandler, Bob. Uh, oh, uh, oh yeah. Fight from Happy Gilmore would be a great example of, of fights that you know, on paper, don't sound like they're going to be that great, but they are. Uh, I think that's what our top fives for next week will be. Nice. Uh, so be be back next week, Wednesday, live at 7-ish, and we will be breaking down the top five. Um, <laughs> Ben's uh, honorable mention, anything that was on that plate under that lid on Survivor. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can agree with that one. <laughs> All right, uh, so we broke down uh, Shazam, Mandalorian a little bit. Um, is there anything else we needed to talk about today? I have yeah, something. I, I don't know if you guys have talked about it in recent weeks or not, but how they're how they asked Peter Jackson to come back and be a part of the Silmarillion. Uh, you mean like the uh, Rings of Power, or no, like a separate project? They want. I don't know if they necessarily want him to direct it, but they want him to produce and write. I guess. So is this is this uh, Silmarillion uh, movie the reason that Rings of Power couldn't get the rights to Silmarillion? I believe so. That's oh, that's huh. that's fun. So I'm excited because then I saw something on a forum the other day. It's kind of touched on what you just asked. So I believe that's what's going on. So yeah, because there uh, everything for Rings of Power has to play within the world of the Silmarillion without ever actually dipping into the Silmarillion's lore because it's owned by New Line, and so Amazon couldn't get the rights to it. So yeah. I guess New Line is going to produce a Silmarillion movie, which would make the Rings of Power series almost a companion series to this movie that's coming out. Yeah, which is exciting. I, I think that's great news. And uh, maybe that's maybe that's their big play they've been hiding. So I, I'd love to see it. 
But I hope he says yes. If like I nobody know. else is able to churn out a product that encompasses what the story is about. Well, you know what? I take it back. The Hobbit was a little much, honestly. Yeah. So I don't know if Peter Jackson still has it or not. Lord of the Rings is incredible. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They done beat me to it. Might as well say Cape Anime, April 1st and 2nd. Yes. Uh, is that Katrina reminding us in the chat? We do have Cape Anime coming up, not this next weekend, but the weekend after. Uh, ben will be in attendance. Uh, I don't know if Tizzle Bizzle, the big old mountain man himself, will be in attendance or not. Uh, probably oh a no. Ben or... said he's going to kidnap me. So, well. oh, Possibly a yes, though. If you would like to come see Taylor live and in person, come to Cape Anime here in our sunny, beautiful Riverside City of Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Uh, April 1st and 2nd at the Drury Plaza Event Center. Um, we are bringing Morgan Berry uh, from a lot of different anime. She plays a lot of really cool characters from uh, Attack on Titan, uh, My Hero Academia. Um, played like she's, over 25 characters. At yeah, she's in like uh, uh, The Miraculous Ladybug and Cat, Cat Noir, uh, that TV series. She voices a character... Um, we also have Rick Robertson, who is the voice of Deborah from Dragon Ball Z, as well as a lot of other characters. Um, he actually just made a promotional video for us um, that will be going up on social media. And then we also have uh, Adasa, who is the voice of Dolores from uh, Disney's Encanto, who will be here cosplaying Dolores, signing pictures and doing photo ops. So it's a great opportunity to meet somebody that voices and plays the character in live action if you want to uh bring your kids uh and just be like hey it's dolores and they'll be like oh my god you're the best parent ever so yeah uh you know get up get up on the echelon that blake and i exist in um but yeah and then uh we uh the saturday night nerds will be there as well doing a live panel um we will do uh q a's with all of the celebrities you'll have an opportunity to ask them your burning questions um also comically inclined live will be on stage there as well and we're gonna be having a good time Can be uh, in the audience. yes and we're also doing a ramen eating contest on saturday if you want to be a part of that 16 lucky individuals will get to come compete head to head to see who can smash a bowl of bowls of ramen the fastest uh, and get the most down and the cash prize of $200 could be yours. Uh, all this and more at Cape anime. You say something about a live hop keto demonstration too. Oh yes. And also we are going to have a live hop keto demonstration Saturday morning. Cool. Um, they will literally be punching people in the face and taking their money. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but they are going to show what their, their <laughs> class does and how it works. Uh, Taylor, anything you want to share with the folks? Yeah, so I'm never going to tell you if I'm coming to an event. That way, if I show up, I can just go, boom, looking for this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I was wanting to find a way to incorporate that line tonight. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm happy to be on the show. I love you guys, and this is a pretty cool experience. Yeah, we're glad you're here, man. Uh, yeah, and Blake, you want to tell everybody about Cowboys and Campers? Yeah, Cowboys and Campers, uh, us, uh, Cape Events, we are adding a new show, to, uh, annual show to our company it's going to be a outdoor show but it's not gonna be a typical run-the-mill outdoor show we're actually creating more of an experience that you can enjoy uh and once again we're bringing the celebrity status to everything we do so we are actually bringing 4j smith that plays lloyd uh with yellowstone to yeah. do uh celebrity autographs and selfies on saturday and sunday june 3rd and 4th 
uh, Flatlands Music Entertainment will be providing live country music, kind of go with the theme and the setting of everything they're playing on stage. And also Julia Watkins, who travels around the nation doing uh, performing electric uh, violin on stilts, will also be performing there as well. Uh, we also will be having a cornhole tournament. Uh, we'll be having food trucks. We'll be having a kids' area, bounce house, dump booth, and face painting. Uh, and then all of your local vendors have anything to do with farm and ranch, uh, outdoor stuff, side-by-sides, boats, RVs, campers. And there'll probably be some local vendors there as well that, you know, don't have nothing to do with that, just to, you know, support your, your local businesses as well. That's June 3rd and 4th, Cowboys and Campers Outdoor Show. Uh, and Katrina's saying Cowboys and Campers tickets are live now at capeevents.com. Also, uh, you can go to comicallyinclined.com, and that will direct – you can direct yourself over to Cape Events uh as well um also cape uh, uh ci press our publishing branch of comically inclined uh is accepting new manuscripts if you would like to uh, uh try to get your book in for publication you can go to comicallyinclined.com um, publishing and go to the submit uh link and you can send us your manuscript and we will review it and uh we may publish your book um our first book is uh live now on uh uh, uh, on Amazon, just Fireball Teen Superhero by Rose Roach. You can pick it up uh, on Amazon and an ebook format on Amazon, uh, coming soon to bookstores near you as well. Um, it's illustrated by uh... Lorenzo Lazana, who actually did work for DC and Marvel, and he nice. uh, runs his own animation studio now. Um, but uh, I think, other than that, that's us, right? Sounds good. Well, you know what? We'll catch you guys later.